Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's show. I am Katie Patrick, joined by Mr. David Fiorazzo. You like that? Hello. Okay. Yes, I do. All right. Well, hey, we got through a week of shows. Feels pretty good. You know, all week we've been doing some things, including telling you all week, all week long, we've been telling you all month about long. Freedom Project Academy, our K-12 Judeo-Christian classical online school, and we are enrolling students for the fall. So we would love for you to take just a little look-see at what we offer here. Your child, your niece, your nephew, your grandchildren, they can all enroll full-time. Or, hey, maybe they just need one course. Find out some more information by requesting your free information packet today by visiting freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, F-O-R, school.com. You know what time it is? Game time. Who? You know, Alex Newman is a colleague of ours. Hmm. And a friend. And a friend. One of my favorite international correspondents. And it's that time to see what he has cooked up. Ooh. Actually, he reports on an amazing, he does an amazing amount of reporting on really important topics What's he going to talk about this week? Hi, Alex. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so the woke war on parents and parental rights is accelerating. It's now really coming out of the closet. In fact, uh, just last week, a New Hampshire lawmaker came under fire for the most ridiculous thing ever. He told a parent to shut up because that parent wanted parental rights legislation to make sure that parents could be kept in the loop about whether their children were thinking about chopping off their private parts. How dare he do that, right? So uh, this radical left-wing Democrat uh, also suggested that parents just, they really just don't know, you know, they, they just don't know uh, about how to raise their children, how to educate their children. They're not a professional, right? And you need to be a professional to raise your own children. Uh, and, and of course, uh, as you guys know, the Biden White House has increasingly come out and just said the quiet part out loud, like your children belong to us. There's no such thing as someone else's child. No such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all our children. As I often say, you teachers hold the kite strings to lift our national ambitions aloft. You really do. Imagine, imagine, just imagine if we didn't have great teachers in this country. What, what difficult we are. You are determining our future. Uh, and they've been doing this uh, very frequently. And of course, this is exactly the same kind of stuff that Hitler and other totalitarians have done, argued that parents should not be raising their children, but the government should be taking the lead. Now, uh, this New Hampshire Democrat, uh, his name is uh, Representative Tommy Hoyt. Uh, he was responding to a uh, constituent email asking him to support SB 272. It's just a parental rights bill that would have kept parents in the loop if their kids are uh, you know, doing some certain weird things. Uh, and the parent asked for it to be passed without any amendments. Uh, the parent said uh, he or she, we don't know because the information has been blacked out, but either mother or father, that uh, he or she had four children and also that uh, parents are not a threat to their children. Well, the Democrat disagreed. He said, do you know why children's results tanked during COVID? Their parents were incompetent teachers. Do your children a favor. Let the teachers teach and shut up. You're clearly no professional. Uh, pretty amazing, folks. Now, uh, Hoyt confirmed to local media outlets that he, this email was actually his, and uh, he did refuse to apologize for insulting parents and his constituent. The way I feel is that children's test scores and school performance dropped off drastically it was because they didn't have teachers. The parents thought that they could, we could replace them and, to, and can tell them what to do was not effective. Uh, I probably could have used better words. Yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, so this bill was not really all that radical at all. It just said if your child is suffering from you know, gender 
or confusion or different things, uh, the school needs to kind of share that with the parents. Uh, but uh, extreme Democrats and the unions went to war with this, and uh, they said, absolutely not. We will not have parents in the loop with what's going on with their children. Um, and, and as I mentioned, right, this is not a new ideology, this idea that the government knows better than parents, that the government should be uh, educating, raising children, and that they should keep the parents in the dark about what's happening. Uh, this is the same kind of stuff that Adolf Hitler argued for. This is the same kind of stuff that uh, fascist dictator Benito Mussolini argued for. Uh, Joseph Stalin, the mass murdering savage who ruled over the Soviet Union. Uh, Mao Zedong, the communist butcher who ruled uh, China. And uh, they really viewed their minions as better qualified to raise and educate and really disciple these children than their parents. And, of course, that's what totalitarians would think. But incredibly, folks, this is now becoming more and more common in America. Uh, U.S. Secretary of Miseducation Miguel Cardona just came out and put this on Twitter. He said, teachers know what is best for their kids because they are with them every day. We must trust teachers. Okay, uh, of course, Hillary Clinton believed this. She said it pretty openly in her uh, crazy book, It Takes a Village, which uh, is absolutely bonkers. Of course, she means a government village. Um, and uh, folks, this is a, a dangerous ideology, right? We've seen this movie. We know how it ends. It always ends in a horror story, in a bloodbath, in uh, atrocities perpetrated against individual citizens. And so we don't want to see this, folks. Uh, obviously, there's nobody on the whole planet who loves a child more than his or her parents. Uh, and of course, there have been many mass murdering dictators who have showed us just in the last hundred years how dangerous it is to forget that, how dangerous it is to trust government with the responsibilities that God entrusted to parents. Uh, obviously, the responsibility for raising, educating, and discipling children belongs to parents, not the government. If parents choose to delegate some of those tasks to a Christian school, a private school, a co-op, even the government, which, you know, terrible idea. But even in the government, if that option is available, uh, then, you know, that that's up to the parents. They will ultimately be accountable for that. They're the ones who have to live with the consequences along with their children. But uh, for the sake of everything that is good, we must never forget this, folks. Parents need to be in charge of children, not the government. It always ends in disaster. Thanks for having me, guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. Looking for a K-12 classical online school built on Judeo-Christian values? FPA is enrolling now for the fall. Request your free information packet at freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, F-O-R, school.com. Ku Crooks Busted, next on One Nation. Hello, America. Welcome to One Nation. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Jacobs. You know, when I was a kid, I used to, I read a book called To Seek a Newer World by Robert F. Kennedy. To Seek a Newer World by Robert F. Kennedy. And that book, uh, that book had a profound impact uh, in my young life. I was only 12 years old at the time. And uh, I call it, this was the day and age of the old conservative Democrats uh, who believed in uh, fiscal responsibility, who loved America, who loved the United States of America, who believed in the Constitution, most Democrats at least. Now, I have to admit my own bias. I was raised in a Democratic, conservative Democratic home. My father fought in World War II. Uh, we were, they were conservative uh, Catholics or conservative Democrats. As I was raised, uh, Robert F. Kennedy was my hero. 
Uh, I was devastated when he was assassinated in June of 1968. But I got to tell you something. It's very interesting because, you know, Joe Biden, he loves to have this symbolism all around him. So in the White House, there's a bust of Robert Kennedy, uh, Robert Kennedy right behind him. Now, this is very interesting because the son of Robert Kennedy, JFK Jr., is running for president of the United States. So you got Robert Kennedy's son, Robert Kennedy Jr. versus Joe Biden. Now this is something else. This is this is quite exciting, by the way. Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. wrote the excellent book called The Real Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, Big Pharma, and the Global War on Democracy and Public Health. I would highly, highly recommend it. It's absolutely chock full of uh, factual evidence indicting the World Economic Forum, Bill Gates, the United Nations, and Big Farms collusion and corruption with the Democratic Party, during, especially before and especially during the whole China virus fiasco. Now, I bring that up because De Joe Biden is scared to death to debate JFK Jr. So he has all this Democratic, you know, uh, these busts surrounding him, these symbols surrounding him. And the fact of the matter is he realizes that the old Democratic school realizes that Joe Biden is poison for their party and for America. He even has a bust of Cesar Chavez. I don't, I don't know if you know who he is, but Cesar Chavez is a famous Mexican-American born in Yuma, Arizona, uh, a fighter for uh, immigrant rights, legal immigration rights for the hard workers in the fields of, of Arizona, California, Southwest America. And Cesar Chavez was against illegal aliens surging and flooding like they are into the United States of America. When I spoke at University of Arizona last year, I spoke at the Cesar Chavez building and had them help those young kids become aware of the fact that Cesar Chavez, the so-called hero of Joe Biden, was against what Joe Biden is for, which is the surging, the flooding of literally millions and millions of illegal aliens into the United States of America. Joe Biden also has a, a bust of Martin Luther King Jr. in the White House. And uh, what's so interesting about this is Martin Luther King, in, in August of 1963, he gave his incredible I Have a Dream speech where he had this vision that America lived up to its creed that all men and women, that all people are created equal before the eyes of God Almighty, and that men and women were judged by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. And yet in this day and age, we live in a day and age where the Democrats, the wokocrats, that's all they talk about. Po uh, um, uh, identity politics, uh, pigmentation politics, melanin Marxism. It's, it's BIPOC, it's black, indigenous, people of color, it's intersectionality, it's the LGBTQ, uh, XYZ+, and all the various groups, the segregationists, the segregationists that's coming up in relationship to all these various groups and the big bad person in the room, the big bad person destroying the United States, according to the narrative of the wokocrats, 
are white folk. In fact, President Biden just spoke at Howard University where he said that white supremacy is the greatest terrorism threat as the 2024 race heats up. Typical pablum over and over again. When an election comes, they say the Republicans are going to steal Social Security, they're going to steal Medicare, and it's nothing but a bunch of old white guys that are spreading white supremacy across the country. So the old white guy, Joe Biden, goes around preaching this insane wokeism nonsense with no empirical backing, with no evidence whatsoever. You know, voting is Jim Crow point two, and more people voted in the election of 2020 than, than in, in, in history. Uh, in the election of 2022, they broke all kinds of records down in Georgia. But it was Jim Crow going on because there's a bunch of evil white guys trying to stop black people from voting. It's a lie people. It's an outright lie. It's the same old, same old pablum. The, you know, the worn out racist card, here we go again. White terrorism, white supremacy is destroying the United States of America. You know what's destroying the United States of America is the Democratic Party's woke agenda in a thousand different areas. But for us, for us to talk about that, I'll be right back. Guys, there is so much to say, but for the rest of the story, tune in for the full episode of One Nation. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. What's school coming to these days? Oh, go get him, go get him. Oh, my God. Bro, give me my phone. Put my right here and give it this, fam. That seems like a perfectly normal reaction for a nice young man who had his phone taken away by the teacher. And how much do you want to bet nothing happened to this punk? Because he's a victim of society and part of a protected class. No wonder good teachers are hard to find. But let's not allow that video to ruin our day because we have plenty more nonsense trending left this week. And we're going to head over to CVS, one of the largest drugstores in the country, to see just how they plan to sexualize the next generation. Watch and tell me that this wasn't intentional. Yet another disgusting display from another woke corporation, CVS. You are disgusting. Why in the world would you A, sell these items, B, if you're going to sell them, of all the locations in the store that you could have placed them, you choose to place them right next to children's toys. No one in the store that was stocking the shelves, no manager looked at this and said, man, this seems inappropriate. Maybe we should put them, I don't know, on one of the other 30 aisles. Disgusting. Should be ashamed of yourself, CVS. So I've worked for a retail store. And just so you know, you don't just willy-nilly put things where you want to, like I guess with what you would do with those items that they put in the next to the kids' toys. But anyway, they give you floor plans. You follow those four-foot increment sections 
of what you're putting on the shelf. So CVS Corporate is the one who probably sent those plans to every one of the CVS stores. So hopefully that was the only store that had it, and hopefully it got taken down and moved and not been anywhere near kids' toys, but it's probably at every CVS. Hopefully you don't have to witness it yourself. But next, we're going to hear from a man who's dressed to impress, who claims if you are straight and you don't want to date a dude who thinks he's a girl or vice versa, whatever, then you are the one, obviously, who's transphobic. All I have to say to this weirdo is guilty as charged. Now prepare yourself for a literal clown show. Let's say that you're attracted to women. Well, if you're attracted to a woman, then you're attracted to cis women, trans women without bottom surgery, and trans women with bottom surgery. If you're attracted to um, BJ, then you could be attracted to a cis woman, a trans man without bottom surgery, a trans woman with bottom surgery, or a non-binary person, which depending on their assigned gender at birth, having or not having had the surgery. But it is that exclusion that makes it transphobic. Yeah. That's like watching Nightmare Before Christmas, but the live version, which no one should have to watch ever again. I don't care what he said because it's all just gobbledygook and nonsense. Meanwhile, I wish I could say that this next story is a little easier on the eyes, but I would be lying. Since Pride Month is just around the corner and woke corporations can't help but virtue signal, I present to you that uh, latest of women's pride swimsuits coming out from Adidas. Adidas, if you will. And who better to display this piece of feminine rainbow wear than a dude? Yeah, it's gross. Um, so there's his hairy chest and his banana hammock that is being created there. Um, I'm glad he's got a ponytail, but of course, on his back end, he's got it saying Adidas in his, at least it's a one piece. It, it would be much worse if it was two piece, but still, why is anyone having to witness all that rainbow swimsuit with Adidas? on his back area. All I gotta say is adios, adidas. Now seriously, who did ask for that? I, I wanna talk to the nut jobs. But for $70, this women's, woman, woman, female swimsuit can be worn by a dude. I do love how they are more than uh, 350 reviews and somehow all of them are one star. Oh darn, how did that happen? I wonder why. It's very fitting, if you will. Now, finally, I want to wrap things up with a look at what all these shock videos actually mean. It means the downward spiral of our culture, all for the clicks. And that is clearly evident in this video of three guys who thought it would be funny to film themselves walking into strangers' homes just to post them on social media. Tell me this doesn't eventually end with someone getting hurt. James? 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 Hi. You man come? Hello, James. We need to speak to James. James? Hi. Hi. Um, is this where the study group is? Study group? No. What all numbers is this? No. Um, study group? Well, this is not what a study group. Yeah, kids, man. Oh, you got kids? Oh, sorry. Oh, I thought this was a study group. I actually thought. What? You think that's a smart idea? We're already saying that, oh, I'm innocent in everything I do. I may have a gun on me, or I may be having done a crime, which it, to walk into someone's home? 
and you're not supposed to be there, they did not invite you in, that homeowner has every right to defend themselves if they feel there's a threat. You tell me this is not going to end poorly for those young men who are walking into these homes or anyone else who thinks, oh, hey, maybe this will be a TikTok new viral sensation. Everyone should just start walking into other people's homes. This culture. (whistles) Crash and burn. That's where we're headed. But thankfully, that's going to wrap up this segment, at least for this time. Of course, next time, there will be plenty more of craziness. Until then, please stay sane, America. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. Dave, let me ask you one little question here. When you need a good nap, where do you go? Do you head to the couch? A good nap. Do you go to your bed in the bedroom? Maybe you, you have a big comfy chair. Where is it that you like to take a nice nap? Well, I like the recliner we have in the mm. living room, but that's not a good nap. The best nap is, is flat out on the bed. Really? It's quiet. You I get a rank, lay down. rank I order. I lay down to have a... Really solid nap. Yeah, maybe do the, put the eye cover on. Oh, you're so fancy. Yeah. Oh, I don't get naps. But anyway, the <laughs> University of Texas at Austin, UT Austin, believes that naps are essential for their students. So they've created a webpage dedicated to the midday snooze. Uh, according to their site, college students are among the most sleep-deprived population. Well, maybe if they'd stop drinking. Anyway, while it's important for students to aim for seven to nine hours of sleep per night, napping can be a good supplement during the day if you're feeling you need a boost. In addition to listing the benefits of napping, the university provides some tips. Keep naps short and sweet. Aim for early afternoon. Schedule time for naps. Make sure your things are secure. And of course, stretch before and after the napping. You know, stretching is important. It really is. Always. I like, uh, you know, this is college students, and, and yes. one, one of the pointers was security. Security. Secure your things. <laughs> Make sure no one steals your stuff. No, I, you know what? Um, I am just not a good napper. Um, I've got to be really tired yep. to, to take a nap. And well, then usually I don't set, usually I don't set, uh, and you just lay down. Three hours later. Oh, jeez. Okay, maybe you should, two hours. You should go to UT Austin, clearly. Uh, most of that seems pretty self-explanatory. You shouldn't need to attend college to learn how to nap, all right? However, UT Austin is counting the extra sleep by providing a nap map. <laughs> but wait, there's more. A map that represents the 21 best sleeping spots on campus as voted by students. So this is a thing that's been going on for a while. And if that weren't enough, they even provide a rating system based on accessibility, comfort, crowd activity, and of course, noise. Uh, Okay, so let's let's look at what they have here. 
the Flan, the fact that they have an academic center called the Flan Academic Center, they're giving the ranking and the point system, and it's a great place to study with friends or solo. It can be noisy during the day due to the classroom located in the building, but if you're a heavy sleeper, this is the place for you. <laughs> there are several areas throughout the building with different types of furniture. It is also located right between the tower and Guadalupe Street, making uh, it very accessible for people coming from West Campus on campus itself. Okay, so all of these. Okay, well, let, let me do one more. Let you want to do one? Okay, you're I got to do this one because it's it's the uh, Winship Drama Building, and it says lights, camera, sleep. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Follow the director's cue and head on over to the Win Winship Drama, the Drama Building for a relaxing nap. Anyway, this is. Um, <laughs> That's you funny. know, it's probably That's not just right one there. college, so yeah. this is what your dollars are paying for. Yeah, the uh, fact that the whole, like, campus seems to be the one doing this and not just a group of students who are, are doing it to be silly, but they, like, they, they took this serious. Oh, this my is goodness. serious business here. They thought this through. They thought it through. <laughs> so you're going to college to learn where the best places on that specific college campus is, is actually located. Like, Mapping. the best, best spot Nap to sleep. Map. Well... Also, they just kind of mapped up. I get why they say the secure your belongings because they've just given you the best locations on the campus to sleep. It's like, hey, people will be sleeping in these locations. Come yeah. on down and uh, yeah, pickpocket them if books, you want. purses. There's all kinds of stuff we can grab. Anyway. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up Educated for this week because David and I, well, he's going to go sleep in a recliner and I'm just not going to sleep. Attempt. You're going to attempt and I'll just... I'll just do nothing. All right. Anyway. Well, for Katie and myself, thanks for watching, for listening, for sharing, sharing, sharing on social media. We appreciate you guys, and thanks for supporting the show. And until next week, stay educated, America.